Welcome to the Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Marissa Benet and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Marissa. Hey, Jonna. Welcome to the top. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, our listeners will be very familiar with the process of becoming a practicing real estate agent, but for the sake of today's topic, let's break it down. All right. So first, you must be a citizen of the United States or a lawfully admitted alien 18 years of age or older and meet trucks qualifications for honesty, trustworthiness, and integrity. If you check off those items, then you complete 180 classroom hours of qualifying real estate courses. A lot of hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot of information. Once you have a certificate of completion of for your hours, then you can sit down for the exam. So do most people pass the exam on their first try? No, not everyone. And, and that doesn't mean they can't be fantastic agents. The test just covers a vast amount of information. Okay, so once they've passed the test, can they start practicing real estate? No, there's one last part that doesn't get discussed enough, and that's finding a sponsor. So agents must be sponsored by an active Texas licensed broker to practice, and they should be picky. Okay, so today we're going to speak with Bill Kukla, and Bill is a real estate instructor at Collin College, and I'm sure he will have a lot to say on this topic. Well, hi, Bill. Can you tell us a little hi. bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Uh I basically uh, was born and raised in, in the East Coast, went to college on the East Coast. Uh, I'm a graduate chemical engineer, uh, chemistry, worked in the corporate world for uh, over 30 years and retired since 1997, so that's what, about 25 years ago, but wasn't sure what to do. Uh, I was like 52, 53 years old and uh, had my retirement and everything, but I ended up taking courses at uh, Collin College for real estate. I uh, got my license in about 98. Uh, I was fortunate uh, to be rookie of the Collin County Rookie of the Year, uh, my first year in real estate. Started teaching in the college uh, shortly after I finished, and I've been teaching at Collin College for 20 years now. And, uh, well, that's about it. Well, very good. So, when you are teaching your students, um, do you ever talk to them about what they should be looking for in a broker? Oh, yes, a lot. Uh, you know, it's not part of the curriculum. Uh, as you're aware, the, the, the basic courses that are required by TREC don't uh, get involved with that per se. But uh, giving my, my experience of being in the business for over 20 years, I definitely talk to them. I, I'm doing a law of agency class right now. It seems like in every class I can't help talk about that. Uh, we talk about it a lot as they get towards the end because that's when it's going to be most meaningful. But but absolutely. And uh, part of that message is that uh, you're not being interviewed by a broker. You're actually interviewing the broker. That's the point. In fact, I made that point yesterday. Uh, you may think you're being interviewed by the broker and the broker may think that, but actually your job is to interview the broker and, and end up making the proper selection for you on where you want to uh, hang your license, so to speak. Well, Bill, you know what? That actually, that brings up what my next question was going to be. What are some of the key things that you suggest agents ask, you know, a broker that they're evaluating joining? Proper support that is going to help them uh, 
develop and grow and be successful. They want to know that the uh, brokerage that they're with uh, uh, has exposure in the market. And they want to know that they, they can count on uh, an opportunity for mentoring and receive guidance and direction uh, when they need it. You know, what? how many agents do you have? Uh, the training program, what is the success? How much volume do you do? What do you focus on any particular areas, uh, high-end uh, rentals, uh, 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 Section 8, uh, do you do commercial? What are the opportunities within uh, your office or brokerage uh, for me to expand? And, and these days, obviously, to tell me about teams and groups and how am I going to get started? How, what are you gonna, how are you going to help me get started in this business? Now, uh, things have changed a little bit, and I think it's, you're seeing that at the association as well. So, uh, if they're, without the pandemic, this would have been an easier question to answer. But given the pandemic and given what we're seeing, uh, I think it's new ground. I think we're all having to rethink what the approach. I believe that brokers have to rethink and agents have to rethink to really uh, challenge the broker to tell you what is it that they're doing that's going to make them successful. How ready are they to deal uh, coming out of the pandemic? And, and what are they doing? I mean, how successful were they during the pandemic when they had to do everything via Zoom? We can't run a successful business forever uh, with Zoom. Uh, I think we all know that. So uh, it's really asking a lot of basic questions. And then things like, tell me about your E&O insurance. What happens if I get in trouble? Uh, uh, what do you need to know from me to know that you feel comfortable to grant me uh a general agency relationship to go out and put a client under or customers become clients and put them under contract with a listing agreement, a buyer's rep agreement, and uh, and to be armed with the, the scripts that are needed in today's environment. Uh, and then if you look at, uh, and I think if you look at what brokers, we'll get to that, but, uh, you know, I think I, students are asking uh what capabilities do you have in your brokerage to help me become really good at social media? I believe that in order to be successful today, I need to be good at social media. I'm not there. Are you going to be able to help me get up to speed on LinkedIn and Facebook and the like? Well, Bill, I think that's a really good point um, about the changing needs of realtors. And I would say for a new licensee coming in, you know, pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic, but then also looking at the changing needs of the existing realtor that was here before. You know, social media was huge, but once we went virtual, <laughs> you know, I mean, for me, I had a, you know, I had a commercial office space, you know, my team was in there every day, and then suddenly we had to all start officing from home, and so making that quick pivot was huge. And um, having a broker yeah. that could help be limber, that was really eye-opening for me because I had needs I didn't even know I needed. And I didn't know what I didn't know because I'd never been in this climate before. So what about red flags? What kind of red flags, red flags should they uh, be looking for? for? The students, for yeah, for the students? Yeah. I think a red flag, a couple of red flags would be, uh, you know, if you're interviewing with a company that is talking about, uh, you know, High commission splits of, you know, you get to keep 100% of your commission, then uh, that's red great. Flag. Yeah, I don't flag. know that you're ready You're ready for that yet, but uh, you need to understand what is the downside because uh, 
if you're getting to keep all the money, they, they've got to survive somehow. So be careful and and try to separate uh, the financial aspect of it. If you have enough business, the finances will take care of you, at least in my experience. But what is the balance? What is what is the uh, is the company, the brokerage you're going to? And I also tell them that you can take individual companies and the, the Salina location may be different from the Frisco location, the Plano location, or the Preston Road uh, Frankfurt location. It may get down to a particular office. Uh, but some of the red flags are, you know, uh, come to what, tell me really about what is the purpose of your education program and what are you trying to accomplish? And uh, what are your expectations of me in the first 30, 60, 90 days? Are you going to sit me in classes the whole time to learn stuff and never really get out and do stuff? Or are you going to basically, you know, uh, push me out the door and get me out doing stuff to, because the early on uh, the success rate seems to be so much dependent upon how quickly you get started and not languishing in the office. Oh, yeah. Now, no, the reality people is love that sink or swim. They're like, yeah, shove me out there. <laughs> yeah, I'll I learn on as I go. <laughs> that was yeah. not me, though. You know, when I was uh, actually taking courses to get my real estate license at Collin County Community College, I uh, I did a project and I interviewed five brokers. I asked them all the same things. But, you know, my perspective is this 18 year old. <laughs> Fresh out of high school was I, I the questions I thought that were interesting is, you know, I'd, I'd call up to the brokerage that was not expecting my phone call and say, hi, I'm in I'm in college and I'm doing a project. But, you know, I very much looked at how they answered the phone. And once I started talking to them and telling them that I was working on a project for school, I'm interviewing, you know, five different brokers. But then how did I go down the process of choosing the five brokers that I wanted to interview? Because I didn't know all the brokers. So I had to go in and what I did was just look down the street. I drove down Preston road and I saw, okay, who's got busy, you know, who's got busy offices? Who do I see having cars coming in and out? Cause I'm looking at it like they're a restaurant, you know, like, okay, they've got people (laughs) coming in. (laughs) Really, They must be doing, doing business. And then I just, I parked my car. I walked in, I kind of looked around and was like, would I want to work here? All right. This is a pretty office or, you know, no, the people were rude in the lobby and you know, the, the receptionist didn't, wasn't very nice. And granted I did not look like I fit in, but you know, with real estate, what, with the people that I was interviewing, didn't realize that I had already just bought my first house. And so I very much looked at the way they treated me as the way they were going to treat other people that were looking to buy homes for the first time. And is that the image that I want for myself? So I thought that was pretty important, but you know, yeah, I think the way you treat others really matters. And, um, I, I found that, uh, there were so many wonderful people there that were willing to share information. And a lot of times I got transferred to the agent on desk, you know, the one who's just taking all the property calls for the day. Right. And I just asked him, Hey, so what was your first year in real estate? Like, and they're like, Oh girl, let me tell you. Buckle up. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I got I got more questions as I was just kind of interviewing to figure out which of the five brokers I wanted to interview. And then I realized five is way too many. You know, I would have been happy. Yeah, five is way too many. We tell them, and if you do a diversity of, it depends what you're looking for. Uh, but a couple of things that we've done, and we, uh, again, we say this over and over again, uh, you think you're going into the real estate business, but in our perspective, you're going into the people business. 
this is a people-oriented business. Starting with your broker, if you don't feel comfortable with the broker and how they're answering questions and how they seem to be treating you, how do you think it's going to work treating the clients, which are ultimately who you want to please and exceed their expectations with? So uh, I think the comfort feeling that by asking a, a different questions like you did and, uh, and seeing how they respond is very important. Yes, it's about real estate, but we talk about the things that, uh, you know, I ask them, do you have pets? And I say, well, of course, I have pets. I have a cat, a dog. And I said, well, you've heard of Purina. And uh, I said, yeah, what, what business is Purina in? And they say, well, they're in the uh, pet food business. And I said, no, they used to be, but they changed their motto. They're in the animal nutrition business. Uh, and McDonald's is not in the hamburger business. They're in the real estate business. <laughs> and so what business are you going to be in? What is your perception? So I try to get, we try to get into their head uh, as to why are they doing this? And I give them a survey and I make, I give them points. We give them points, uh, you know, towards their credit scores, uh, towards their uh, quiz scores. You know, answer the following questions. Why are you doing this? What are your expectations? And why should somebody work with you? So we, we I want to get them armed with, you know, what do they think? Because it's been our experience and my personal as well as 20 years at the college that how the agent perceives themselves and what their makeup is is going to have a lot to do with how they seek out a broker and how they actually end up doing it with Bill, I wanted to back up a little bit. So one of the things that you mentioned that new agents should be asking brokers that they're interviewing is about their E&O coverage. And as, you know, an agent who is an, a new agent who is entering into the field, um, is there a standard for e, uh, E&O coverage that they should be looking for in a broker? Uh, I'm not so sure of that, but I think uh, I'm going back to my own experience. I knew I never knew to ask that a question. I was just told, "Hey, the broker has you know insurance." I, as a broker, I have in fact, I'm just renewing my policy right now. There are lots of attributes of the uh, you know policy. I've learned that some brokerages uh, require that, for instance, the agent pay the first five thousand dollars or the first ten thousand dollars. I think agents need to know that. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, or. In my particular brokerage, I, I pay the deductible, uh, and they, they get coverage from the get-go unless they did something, uh, you know, illegal or something on purpose. Uh, and I'm probably not going to support them as much. But uh, so I think there's there needs to be uh, uh, they need to ask the question to know what is a screw up and what's going to happen if I do. And uh, I think one of the mechanisms to do that is to understand what the broker understands relative to their E&O policy. I want to kind of I want to ask you about something that brokers do not like to talk about, and that is going to be when you are at a brokerage as a as a licensee and you want to change brokers for whatever reason. Maybe you're moving to another area, and that's that's pretty common. Where if you live in you know Wiley and then you end up buying a house out in Prosper, you might want to change brokers because their office is just physically located closer to your home, right? Um, sure. Many different reasons. So, what recommendations? Do you have about approaching a new broker about making a change? You know, do they talk to their old broker before they even consider making the change? What's the proper protocol? Well, you know, I don't know that there is a proper protocol, but it, it, you know what you're saying is true on both sides. Uh, agents uh, find, uh, especially if they 
kick, and that's why it's so important for them uh, as part of their their choosing process uh, in all the things we talked about. But I also believe it's very important if you pick the Salina office. Why are you picking that? All the other things, but if it's if it's an hour to get to the office, or if it's fifteen minutes, maybe that's going to matter or not matter. But uh, so. Think about some other things about the even the, just the, the distance requirements between offices and whether they have meetings at different times and stuff that you your accessibility to the office uh, I think is that important. But uh, so I find that when agents call me and say, "Hey, you know, things just aren't working out at, at brokerage actually didn't you know I, I was I've just been underwhelmed with uh, what has happened and I really need them." But I feel embarrassed about leaving. I said, you know, again, we reinforce the fact it is your business. Uh, the broker is is big. They they have big boy pants, so to speak. They they may not like it, but they will handle it. But uh, if the broker, I said, you know, if the broker's done their job, the agents aren't likely to be leaving unless it is for some of the reasons like you, you suggested, which are, are real. But so we said, hey, the, the mechanism, and I was telling that again yesterday, and I in the fall, the mechanism to leave, we do talk about it. It's pretty easy. Trek makes it really easy to, to change brokers, as you know. Uh, and uh, so, uh, it, but you should have a compelling reason for why you want to do that. And, and don't, you know, labor on it. Go ahead and do it. Uh, and uh, sometimes you want to make, uh, I've got a small brokerage myself. And so I tell agents, you know, you're here as long as you want to be here. Uh, and so and I'm not going to feel bad when you leave me, but talk to me about it. So I've had agents leave me and go to big box companies because they they want a different environment, and I understand that. So uh, I think it's different, but uh, yes, uh, agents have issues too of you know feeling comfortable or uncomfortable on relative to move. Sometimes it's just a pure personality uh, conflict, and they need to move on, uh, uh, and the broker needs to move on as well. Absolutely. And I, I think that it, the problem is not always with the broker. The problem might be with, you know, personality conflicts with another agent at the brokerage and that the broker can't do anything yeah. about that. It, it's truly they can't. So um, I, I can honestly say every broker that I have worked with over the years hung my license under has been absolutely incredible. And none of the moves that I ever made had anything to do with that specific broker. It had some something to do with some other business need that was changing in my world. So, you know, I've been incredibly grateful for for working with some really great brokers out there. And, and some are staying really competitive to attract new agents now. And some could obviously be doing more to help their agents succeed. That's just the way it is. So um, I hope this conversation encourages agents to get the most out of their sponsors. But we're going to go ahead and keep talking. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's right. Bill has graciously agreed to help keep this conversation going, but we're going to turn the tables. Okay, so brokers, tune in next time to hear what qualities you need to be looking for in new agents and red flags that mean run. <laughs> I would suggest you listen to that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us again. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcast, And leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, we want to know it. So email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear us cover it this season. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all at the closing table.
Special thanks to our hosts, Jono Fernandez and Marissa Benet. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Ella Madden. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Ofsel. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.